0: Hello and welcome to Open World Chat. I'm John Odom, one of your hosts, and we're giving you another one from the vault this week. This is back when Leanne Allen was my co-host, and we spoke with actor and writer Zena Marie Tharian about the status of Latinas in Hollywood. Here's Zena introducing herself.
1: I started off in psychology, well, actually business, but I transferred over into psychology and I eventually got my master's in social work and I became a therapist. I worked for children. I worked in Department of Children and Families and digital therapy and things like that. I I always loved acting. So when I was living in North Carolina, when North Carolina became actually Wilmywood, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina became what they called the Hollywood of the Southeast, uh, we had some tax incentives. There was a big boom of television shows, movies, uh, different productions that were being done. And I jumped right in head first. And I was considered to be the, the token <laughs> of all Jeanette, all, of all different types of cultures. I could be cast as somebody from the Middle East, which was l- a lot at that time because we were looking at, uh, post 9-11 so oh. yeah so there was a lot of things that were being done for that uh what was the name of that show that's on showtime um
0: the recent one i know there have been a flurry yes, of documentaries yes, the
1: one with the, the woman who's bipolar uh and who is a cia agent
0: oh uh, oh i know what you mean what is that is that homeland no. yes homeland exactly okay.
1: homeland i believe was uh they had uh, a season that was that was filmed there they're looking for extras for that background artists and such. And I had been filmed a couple of times as different roles, but they tend to, they tend to put women who fit my phenotype as a Hispanic woman into certain types of things. I didn't fit into the, uh, you know, into the sexy heroine. It was more like, you know, carpool mom <laughs> and uh, <laughs> CSI agent. So I have a, I have a square, a square jawline. So the, you know, she, she, she's obviously some type of cop you know, working in, you know, it's very, very specific for a female actress. It it is based on what you look like. It is not based on what you bring to the performance or what you bring to the character. It's what you look like. So that's, that's where I started with my career. I eventually got tired of that and and wrote my own screenplay and started working towards moving that into production and got involved with a Production house that uh, was based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, but the owner came from Brazil, and he does international work. And I think, for the most part, his interest in my film, to make my film, was very was very genuine. But of course, <laughs> with the Me Too movement, he was not. How uh, would how would you say I was not? immune from (laughs) from (laughs) the truth of that the validity of that so that's kind of where i started and where i am now is you know the pandemic and and life and whatnot and i don't know where i'm gonna go from here so
0: you know uh you most of the information I could uh, find to sort of his background for talking to you is uh, not gender specific. So, uh, you know, will be a little little back and forth with uh, between men and women. But you did you did remind me speaking. And, you know, I am, uh, as Leanne will attest, contractually obligated to refer to Star Trek in every single episode we do.
1: <laughs> but don't worry, um, I already have that covered
0: oh you do well i was I thinking
1: have it that- completely covered because you know i'm a trekkie
0: <laughs> no i do i do uh but i've uh i was thinking of robert beltran from star trek voyager who plays uh chakotay uh who's a, a native american character but the actor is mexican-american and there's that um some of that othering that goes on it's like well you know not a white guy close enough let's uh let's jam him in there And, you know, it sounds like a lot of the experience you've had,
2: too. Uh,
1: I would say yes. But I think that when we look at collectively the Latin and and I and and I and I can't really speak to the male experience, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in film. And when I look at it from this perspective, I really can. It really speaks to my heart of exactly what different different people are saying. Um, Okay, so there is there is an actress. Her name is Vanessa Marquez. She was an actress. You remember the show, uh, ER?
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Great show, right? Man, I was religious um, she, about that. Right. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> she was a nurse by the name of Wendy Goldman on that show. And, uh, she was sexually, she reported that she was sexually assaulted by Eric LaSalle on the show. Oh. Like grabbing her genitals and things like that. Wow. And okay. during her, during her, she was there from 94 to 97 during that time there were actors and actresses uh specifically she named anthony edwards noah wiley and even juliana margulies which is it's like completely destroys my heart because i love her as an actress like the work she's done Mm -hmm. that they were racially slurring repeatedly for years regarding mexican mexican Mm -hmm. americans and and used her as the punchline. Wow. On that set. And when she reported what was going on on that set, she was blackballed. She was blackballed from ER. And this took a turn for her entire career, you know, of course, in a negative, which we've heard in the Me Too movement over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And then you hear, you know, well, that's just one occasion that's one occurrence that's one person what's going on with that well then you think about Juliana Margulies who's working right by, right next to her she was act- she's actually been questioned as to whether or not she's mexican american the diversity of that woman she looks like she could be a minority she's jewish she's not uh of any hispanic descent she could she could fit into any hispanic role um, Absolutely. If you were looking at her from a role and saying she looks like a Hispanic person, but many people don't look at people like Juliana Margulies and think this is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So while you're saying things like, you know, that Chakotay, uh, that the actor fit into this role of, you know, of the indigenous population, we are all of the Hispanic, you know, of South America, of the islands, of, et cetera. We are indigenous by, mm-hmm. by, by, by genetics. You know, I'm indigenous. My percentage, I believe is something like 20%. I know exactly where it came from. You know, the Taino, the Taino culture is, 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 is dead because of, of, of colonize, co- colonizing of, 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 Dominican Republic. Uh, same thing happened in Puerto Rico and many other, other places. But can we fit anywhere? Do we fit anywhere? There are so many actresses that people think. People think, well, you know, there's not a lot of Hispanic actresses. There's not a lot of Latinas that are in film, really. You know, we think, oh, well, you know, there's a great actress. Her name is Rita Moreno, who was Mm -hmm. in West Side Story. Right? We all know that.
0: Yep, and the Electric Company. Mustn't forget the Electric (laughs) Company. (laughs)
1: But she's. If you start naming off of the shows, and if, if you go through the research, you'll start looking at online, you'll start looking. What are great Latino shows? They start saying the same ones over and over again. You know, They bring up the same ones. They say things like uh, Jane the Virgin, West Side Story, One Day at a Time. That, that actress was in all of those. Mm-hmm. What about Rita Hayward? Mm-hmm. Do you know that she was Hispanic?
0: I, I did am not. embarrassed to say I did not know that.
1: Of course. People don't know that. Her real name is Margarita Carmen Carcino
0: well i had no idea
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) so exactly what is hispanic what does a latina look like Mm -hmm. and that's what it comes down to so we look at we look at latinas or or latin men even if we want to look at it from a whole perspective of what are we supposed to have well how are we supposed to be viewed what are we supposed to look like zoe saldana she is afro-dominicana um Mm -hmm. And so she is in Star Trek. You know, I love her. I think she's an amazing actress. She's playing the, the new Ahura. Yeah,
2: she's terrific. You know, mm-hmm. she's
1: for that role is an African American role. That Great. specific character, the name is Swahili, and I mm-hmm. forget what it actually means. But the person who came up with it from the original Star Trek show was, was be- trying to be very specific about bringing in somebody who was African heritage mm-hmm. and that the name right. means something that's african-based and here we have a dominican woman who does not fit the spanish looking idea in in, in, a, in a black role so right. we, we're all over the place and you can see this across the board um i was uh i was watching uh Titans they've got you know a great a great cast of uh of diversity I think it's on uh HBO Max um just I, I you know I'm a superhero crazy person nerd so and uh, my partner says to me you know you've got this podcast coming up don't you want to participate in watching you know some latin shows right now when I said what am i supposed to watch you want me to watch the gilmore girls i already watched that <laughs> Because nobody knows that Worry Gilmore is Hispanic.
2: Nice. I didn't. (laughs) I'm over two here.
1: (laughs) I can keep going. But when we turn around and we think about a Latina in television, what do we think? Who are we thinking about? Sofia Vergara in Modern Family.
0: Oh, right.
1: Who is literally destroyed in, in, in public forums that are non-Colombian, because she is projecting a stereotype, and every single stereotype, because mm-hmm. whoever's writing it is writing from a bias of stereotypes. They think it's funny. I can have any feeling I want because I am Hispanic, because I'm Latina. It's true. We have a lot of feelings, but it's not to say that <laughs> we have we have cornered the market on emotions. Hmm. Right we are, I'm allowed to get angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think then that Latinas in in Hollywood as you say are are largely invisible because they're not playing Latina roles and then when they do uh the the ho- the audience expects a a uh, stereotype or uh, not the audience expects a stereotype. I think I can give the audience more credit for that, but the 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 producers uh, intend to create a stereotype, I mean, is I, that um...
1: I think it's that the in, that the studios intend to create a stereotype based on their own ideas of what something is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they perpetuate that. So uh, if you see if there's Hispanic people on TV, you're going to expect to see if it's a S- Hispanic show. Okay, what what is it based on? What is it going to be? Well, we've got Queen of the South, great novela.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I liked it in Spanish. Watched the subtitles. I watched few of the. I watched few of the seasons in English, and I loved it as well. But what are we? What are we perpetuating? That that uh, Hispanic women or Hispanic people are all about, you know, being drug lords and, you know, is there a way? Is there a way to bring the social awareness to the issues that are plaguing? The countries that are in South America, like Guatemala, you know, uh, the human trafficking that's going on in a lot of the countries that are around uh, Panama, which is the hub of human trafficking, by the way, um, the prostitution for children. uh, Is there a way that we can bring this social information forward without it being completely cast by Hispanic people? Oh, sure. Let's put white people in there. Let's put white people inside these roles and have them. Demonstrate. That'll be more actually, I would think that will would be more consistent with the reality because mm-hmm. if you see a picture of me, I don't look like I'm Hispanic. I love it when I get the question, what are you? You're so exotic looking, which I've got in my entire life. I'm like, am I a mm-hmm. fruit? Am I a flower? Yep. <laughs> am I as expensive as a car? Yes, I'm as expensive as a uh, as a <laughs> I've just become more expensive as one of these exotic cars because you said that. But that's the reality. They want to know. Yeah. They're like, you you don't have any Greek in you. Are you sure you're not Greek? There's no Italian. Like, there's a line of questioning, mm-hmm. you know. And I am. I do have a mix. And then there's the other question: How many of the actors do we see on TV or, you know, in in the entire culture that are blended, that they have it. Well, if we were colonized by Spain, and the slaves were brought over by Africa, and the indigenous population was there, hmm. Mm-hmm. we're all multi-ethnic. So most of the Hispanic cultures, you'll see people that look specific, like indigenous, and then you have them, the color coding, and then the colorism that happens within our
2: own culture the hispanic culture Mm. there's a a question if uh you're if you look back at what you've seen of hispanic women so far represented in the media
0: and mm -hmm. specifically
2: in sci-fi do you see a correlation between their skin tone and whether or not they're put into a stereotype role versus a exotic role And I'm using those too, just because, you know, the number one result when you search on Hispanic women in sci-fi is Zoe. Well, no, actually it's a 16 hottest Hispanic women in sci-fi. Like that's the name of the article. And it's Mm -hmm. just photos of Hispanic women in um, exotic outfits (laughs) that are in sci-fi movies.
1: Well, I do know that there's a lot of discussion and, you know, I think that currently people think that this is a new thing. This is brand new. That people of color tend to end up being people of color <laughs> <laughs> in sci-fi. So, you know, you know, we've got uh Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, uh, Zoe's Zoe the Hispanic hot superhero is, mm-hmm. you know, what color? <laughs>
0: She's
2: green, <laughs> right?
0: she's green, right? Green,
1: green, mm-hmm. and then you've got Titans. You've got an African American girl, a woman, Starfire, and she's supposed to be orange. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and then you know, you go all the way back to to the original. And I'm going to say the original cultural cultural buster, which is Star Trek. Which is, if anybody who's in social work who is who's who studied social social systems that are evaluated how the culture has emerged, they have to be aware how there's such a strong. Uh, integration of culture and uh, different races connecting and how so? How Star Trek brought, brought that to the television. I believe the first inter-race kiss was done on Star Trek, if I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> Such as it was. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: right. Know, just- <laughs> hey, it was hot at the time. I'm sure everybody was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, <Right>. <laughs> I mean, and people think that they say Star Trek, Star Trek, I believe it was only three seasons. If I'm not, if, you know, my trekkie, my trekkie things are not on correctly. It's only three seasons of Star Trek. But mm-hmm. they created this entire, you know, our races can intermingle. And, you know, and ironically, it was based on this, the, uh, <laughs> you know, inappropriate sexualization of the captain who walked, went around, you know, interacting sexually with every race he met. <laughs> So it's kind of like, well, that wasn't good. You know, that's that to- toxic masculinity happening. But, you know, mm-hmm. at least at least he did it with multiple cultures, you know, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> made <it> progressive, right?
1: <laughs> But yes, exactly. But so but uh, Star Trek, there was there was there's been notoriously lots of things that have been said about Klingons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like anybody who was a person of color ended up with ridges on their forehead. It looked like, you know, like uh, a savage. They look savagey. They don't look pretty. They're not. They're not made to look beautiful. They're made to look, you know,
0: this
1: like they're dangerous with pointed teeth and 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 the things that are said about Klingons. If you think about it from the perspective of they're supposed to be this race that's so, you know, savagery, and then the, the actors are black actors. It's like, excuse me, it wasn't started that way. The original Klingons were were white. Mm and they didn't have all of those ridges.
0: Yeah. By the end of the series though, they were painted very very dark. Uh it's funny that you mentioned that too because we had uh, Tim Russ on who was uh Tuvok from uh, Star Trek Voyager. Love him.
1: Love him. Yeah. And
0: I I I was asking him about that and just well, throwing I, it I out think think
1: from I think it's collectively, people of color are collectively seeing that if you're white, you are glowing white. You know, you look Mm. beautiful. You, Mm -hmm. you've got white hair and, and you're, and there's like, when, when the, when the camera hits you, you glow. And then there's an entire, and, and I was shocked to, this wasn't part of, you know, me looking up for this, but I was shocked to find out that, do you know that the tone of the movies are actually changed? The visual tone of the movies are changed? Depending on who's on the film. Oh, God. Yeah, there's an no, entire there's an entire study of this. There's an entire like perspective on making the color of the film yellow based versus, you know, being like that warm, uh, enlightened where it feels like that airy feeling, like a nice mm-hmm. summer like a nice summer morning. It has that more of a of a an eerie sense there's there's a, there's a lot of a lot of information about that so when you see hispanics on film you talk about stereotypes you got all of this going on but then you've got production you got pre-production post-production and then you've got a director's eye which the numbers i have on that are ridiculous we've got um just in the past couple of years you know there is an actual study that's been done in uh it's called the UCLA diversity and film report
0: i saw it, something about that when i was doing some research yeah yeah
1: yeah they do that every year And, um, it's, it describes the overall diversity of cast and even, you know, who's producing it and, and directing and who, like, all the way up to the top CEOs. Okay. So let's say, uh, for 2020, this is the report in 2020, which will go back from 19 to 18. The unit leads the, the heads of, of, of these houses. The CEOs in film executives, it's eighty-six percent white. Hmm. Wow. Senior executive CEOs make up eighty to eighty-two percent of them are male. So eighty-six percent white, and then out of all of those, eighty to eighty-two percent, and that's based on the two years, eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. So they're either they're either white or a man. A man, a male white. Yeah. And then you know they have they were doing before. They're starting to break it down more. They were doing it just kind of like an overall minorities, you know, <laughs> minorities mm-hmm. in film. Like oh, like we're they're all, the, all same. the same. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. But they, they they the recent report they broke it down, and uh, they were claiming twenty six, twenty 27%, seven percent, twenty seven point six percent minorities, um, in film in leads in some type of lead roles. Okay, but. For Latinas, it's really like 6%. Wow. And we make up for a certain percentage. And those numbers that we make up for aren't even accurate because of the uh, actual fear of reporting that you live in this country and et cetera. Um, so one of the most important things to understand here is why, is why is the production houses keeping these numbers so low? What is going on, Right.
0: Yep. Right. Especially given that nearly 17 percent of the population are I mean, that's that's Hispanic people in general. So, yes, half of that is. I mean, it's 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 a huge group of it's a huge market.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just for this country. Well, if you go through the report, you could really understand that this has to do with money, of course. But um, I'm not a mathematician, but I did did take addition and subtraction in school. I'm sure. able, I am able to see that this number is higher than that number. So I'm not sure what exactly is going through some of the minds of these executives. They, uh, the market for international, China is the biggest buyer. Okay. They have the biggest distribution. So you want to get into China. That's basically if you, oh, I got a movie, you know, we're, we're going to distribute in America, but it's China's the market, right? So in 2018, not one film, not zero films. Were, were sent to China with, with a Latina f- uh, lead. Whoa. Zero, not one.
2: Now, is that, uh, a, you know, if that's the buyers on the Chinese side or is that the producers on the U.S. side making it? It's a,
1: it's, it's, a it's a double sword. Mm-hmm. It's a double sword. You've got, you've got money being put in there. You've got marketing being put in there. You've got, these are the films that are going to do well. And who's saying that they're going to do well? You know, Me. who's selling these movies? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the thing. China may buy 34 imported films a year. Wow. Well, That's it. I was going to say that is not a lot. It yeah, is I know not- it's a
0: race to get in there.
1: Right. So if, you, if there's 34 films and I have, I don't know, 100 films with white leads, why am I going to, to push my Latina agenda for this? You know, and, and this is where the numbers kind of get crazy because in 2019, it's 33% chance of a Latina film that went in there. So there was 33% of all the films was 33. It's not a lot of films because you're still looking at 34 allowed films. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line internationally for across the board of all the world, in 2018, in 32, it's like 33% of the international market a hundred and two white lead films went out. Okay. They were, they were wow. distribu- distributed. hundred and two. They made 78.7 million for hundred and two mm-hmm. Latina X films. Six films went out only six versus hundred and two. And that made 83.5 million. Uh, again, I'm not a mathematician, but that sounds like 5 million more for yeah. a lot less film. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to make a lot more money, why would I give 102 lead films to distribute when I – we only sent six. 2019, the numbers were even more ridiculous. In in 2019, 105 white films went out and made 50 – like 54 million, 53.7 million. Only three Latina films went out. Three. It made 200 million.
2: Two hundred so points. Not understanding their market.
1: <laughs> yeah. they get what I'm saying, this is yeah. this is this is what's going on in the world. This is what's happening. The the entire world is saying, "What are you doing? Like, thanks for sending me the whitewash stuff that you sent me, but I would prefer mm-hmm. to see some of my culture or people that are real to me because this is not making sense to me." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you want, want your third your third what really <laughs> person?
2: Oh,
0: go for it. <laughs>
1: Okay, did anybody watch The Queen's Gambit? Yes.
0: I was supposed to. I didn't. I'm a loser.
1: You I are. You I are big, everybody done. Yes, you're a a terrible, John. Especially
0: since pandemic. it takes place in Lexington, the town where I was born. But
2: anyway. <laughs> yeah. this Sorry, you have to turn loser. in your Lexington cap, John.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy, the lead actress.
2: Mm-hmm. She's
1: Hispanic. She's a Latina.
2: I, no I was actually wondering that she did not look <laughs> like she was quite as white as I think they were trying to portray her. She's mm-hmm. whitewashed.
1: And if you no. look, if you go online and you start to look at some of the actresses that are Hispanic or, and I say, and I like to say Hispanic because, you know, basically it's a different thing. Hispanic and Latina. And there's, you know, the people, people identify different ways. A lot of times you'll just see them called American. I have called myself American. I don't typically say, oh, I'm Dominican. I say I'm American. What's your politics? American. What is this? American. You know, I, I kind of say that because I don't like people trying to put me into the ideas of their own stereotypes. But I think that the actresses that are Latina that are going and saying, I am American, they're getting the roles. And they're not mm-hmm. being put in roles that are stereotyped. So when we look at cultural uh celebration let's say cultural celebration roles cultural celebration films like like water for chocolate that was done in 92 greatest movie ever that i've ever seen of the (laughs) hispanic female culture and if, if if you want to ever understand a hispanic woman watch that that's how i can that's how i say it like anybody who's ever grown up in the hispanic female culture understands that film They understand it. They've seen it. They've understood it. They've heard it. They've heard it from a generational standpoint of stories or they've experienced it themselves. Mm. You know? That
0: is a sweet movie.
1: Yeah. And the actresses are amazing. They're great. Mm -hmm. You know? That to me is a cultural awareness film. There's another one that's just recent that is starting to get, uh, it's getting festival awards. It says, Ya no estoy aquí. Which means I'm no longer here, mm. okay. And the Tribeca Film Festival 2020 awarded. Um, so that one is uh, supposed to be available on Netflix. That one is about a Mexican, a Mexican journey, uh, it, it becoming, you know, going to America and and being an immigrant. But it looks like again, I haven't seen it. It looks again like another celebration of. Of the experience, the human condition, mm-hmm. which I I, I I applaud those. I think they're wonderful. They're important, but they cannot be what defines the the face of what Latinas, Latinx, Latinos, or anybody look like inside the film. We could be go go into any role, mm-hmm. so. I wrote this. I wrote this screenplay, and I wrote it during a time where you know you have to describe every character, every person, and and I did. I did make sure that there was diversity in on, on, in my script. I want to make sure that all you know there is a lot of diversity. But today, my script, if I wanted to re like get it back out there, I would have to go in and change that. Like literally, completely eliminate. Any descriptors on what wow. any of the one any of the characters would look like, in order to be consistent with what I'm saying right now, because mm-hmm. you know, ten years ago that was needed in the writing, but in a screenplay it's not that anymore. Uh, there is a. Uh, I know I'm rambling on and on. No, not <laughs> at all. It's all um, very
0: interesting stuff.
1: Gina mm-hmm. Davis did a study. It was several years long. It's also on Netflix. Uh I did see that recently. And it's about women in film. And about how women are not the, the percentage of women in film on any given <laughs> any given screen, it's it's the, the numbers is ridiculous. Like there'll be one female char- one female actress to every five or six characters. Wow. It's, it's ridiculous, and then um, the blackballing of, of, of successful directors. So if you are a female actu- a female director and you do well on a film and you get awarded, especially because they don't give you the budget to you know get your film out there. you get mm-hmm. like 10 percent of the budget that that male film got, you get out there, your film does great because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You get an award, which is highly unlikely, but you 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 end up with an award. You could forget about working. <laughs> that's that's really what's going on. They're talking about this in Hollywood, like it, female directors are not being are not being brought up. They're not they're not working. Uh, there in 2018, zero Latino directors, zero wow. Latinx. If you're a if you're a Latin female, there was there was no film that made made it to the top lead films and in 2019 there was one latina x one and one wow. multi multicultural like maybe she was latina maybe she was also you know hispanic one that's it
0: that's well, I'm wild. shocked wish i could say i was surprised i know none <laughs> of this stuff surprises me so i have a question or mm. an idea i'd like to bounce it off you here just in in terms of the, the roles, the characters, uh, yeah. the Latina characters, Latina roles, they, they seem to be stuck right now. I, I look at the sort of history of Hollywood trying to de-white itself, let's say. And um, I know, you know, it's, it's problematic for all women of color at this point. But you look at how the uh, black men characters have developed over the years. You know, we first saw more representation of black men and we were always seeing them as badasses right
1: not badasses we saw them as criminals they were put into criminals right i was
0: thinking Mm -hmm. protagonists but um when they become protagonists they're they're badasses and then you start seeing you know some diversification you start seeing the the, the sort of evolution of the, uh, of the black professional or the black nerd scientist and everything. And I was thinking about Latino roles and there's, there's in genre media, there's not very many, you know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and Furious movies comes up. She's a badass, right? I'm I like, okay. love
1: her. I love she's, her, but she's, oh, she's, type-casting. she's great.
0: And mm-hmm. she's and I and I'm thinking, who else? You know, Marvel's eventually going to give us America Chavez, who's um, you know, an interesting character, but she's not here yet. And I go back and I think of uh Vasquez from Aliens. These these movies, there there are so few roles in between in genre media, and the roles are awfully similar. They're both badasses. Mm-hmm. It seems like the, the development of, of including these roles into Hollywood for Latinas is is sort of stuck in that first stage of representation. What is it going to take to move? First of all, does that make sense? And second of all, what is it going to take to get Hollywood off the dime on this?
1: Well, I think it, it goes back to what we're saying. First of all, I love Michelle Rodriguez. She was in uh, Avatar. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. She's oh, she was also in Lost. Such mm-hmm. a badass, but oh, she's, she's type ca- But she's typecasted.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when she hits the red carpet, she is as fluffy as a as a bird. I think there was one actual dress that she's wearing, like these feathers, trying to soften her image because she's always typecasted with this very hard look. You
2: know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, believe- the Alexa Vega. <laughs> My <laughs> kids, when she grew up, <laughs> Machete Kills. She's another one. Yes, know, yes, hard-edged. Um, I'm pretty
1: sure that Michelle Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken, was in the same show I was in. Uh, was that Secrets and Lies? If I'm not mistaken, she was oh. in that. Mm-hmm. We, we were on, we were at the same time. But anyway, I think what's going to take is for people to start realizing that that the actresses, that there isn't 20 female actresses to be honored in film. That there is... So many. <laughs> and just because they don't have the color of their skin that looks a certain way, that doesn't mean that, that they're not Latina, Latin,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, culturally or, you know, genetically. Or as well, um, that the films that are being brought forward, if they're being celebrated for cultural reasons or they're being brought forward to my, the Golden Compass, you know, I, I portrayed mm-hmm. a, a prostitute uh, in that, and I know that it, it did win an award in, in somewhere, and it was just a short, um, a Guatemalan prostitute. And the son uh, escaped to, you know, as a, as a as an undocumented to America and was uh, tr- human trafficked mm-hmm. for work, which is o- also very important in this country that people understand that, 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 the Hispanics that come to this country are in fact working as slaves and a lot of yep. them are, are threatened every day with, with, with bodily harm and different things in order to get them to work for free or work. And, and they, they get paid. Some of them get paid and that money goes right back to the person that is actually paying them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So things like that, when that's brought up, people aren't looking at those films and thinking, Oh my God, this is such a great uh, expression of what's going on in the world. They look, we'll look at the way the Hispanics are. It's like really. Right. So maybe, you know, we don't, you know, blame the victim or <laughs> and that's the culture we're in right now. You know, it's like nobody wants to take responsibility for the way things are. So is why would it be different in film? I would love it if more uh Whitewashed, we call them whitewashed actresses and actors would even come forward and be a little bit more vocal about being Hispanic in some way and say, I'm Hispanic. You f- gotcha. You know, you've right, loved me. Right. You've loved me all this time. I'm Hispanic. And what comes out of people's mouth notoriously is this Well, when I was talking about Mexicans, I wasn't including you in that conversation. I didn't mean you. When I was speaking about Hispanics in this way, I wasn't speaking about you. Like, oh, I wasn't included when you were talking about how these Hispanics need to leave America. Oh, and why is that? Right. Oh, because I was born here. So my mother wasn't born here. So should she leave? Like, that's the question. It's like, well, well no, was she legally here? Like, oh, okay, I get it. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's this perspective. It's, it's the way that it's racism and the way that the system is right now, either uh, destroying it or, or supporting it. And that's based Mm -hmm. on, you know, the leaders.
2: Yep. And overall, (laughs) the industry is rather than portraying people in more realistic roles, they're portraying them in the exact roles that will perpetuate the problems. Yeah.
1: You're you're asking me that? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm also (laughs) losing my voice. I didn't actually mean to ask it as a question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) went up on
2: its own at the end there.
1: No, I agree with you. I do. I I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I I, I really do. I think it's, there is like what you said, John, is it, is it like it was before, but has it really changed for the black experience in film? Their percentage is way higher than the Latin community. However, you know, is it, is it, is it better? Is it, is it higher? You know, I want to go back to the original person I was speaking of, and and just for a moment, you know, just say this, you know, for her. Uh, in 2018, she uh, there was a wellness call for her. Somebody called it in and had the cops go to her house because there was some concern over her well being. She had suffered over the years since her stunt, uh, her stint, not stunt, stint on ER. And she was suffering from uh, maybe bipolar disorder, uh, depression, fibromyalgia, a couple other things, I believe, that they talk about. And the cops came into the home. Uh, They broke in, apparently, to, to, to check on her. When they found her, they found her in her bed having a seizure. And... They had somebody who was medical come to the house to help her to see what was going on, and then postdictally, she behaved erratically, pulled a BB gun out, which th- the officers apparently didn't know. But again, um, they were there for a wellness check of somebody who was obviously suffering and who was, just had a seizure in front of them, and they and they killed her. They shot her. They shot her dead, yes. Um, this is uh, the Pasadena police uh, has admitted to wrongful death on this, on this case and has settled with the mother out of court. They released the body cam video of the, of the situation. And as a therapist, as somebody in the mental health uh, profession, I will say that this was done completely wrong. And anybody who knows anything about seizures knows that, you know, a person will behave erratically. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. She was apparently saying something like, kill me, kill me, during, oh. with the gun, with the BB gun. So somebody who's suffering and <laughs> saying, kill me with a BB gun, with a gun. And BB guns, I can't see the, I can't see it based on the, on the only, I only saw the video one time. Um, but I know BB guns have, Little red or orange tips.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so it shouldn't be hard to spot.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But the way that the way that the officers left her bedroom, went down the stairs, and the way she came around the stairs and was pointing the gun down the stairs, they just shot through the wall at where they thought she was. Wow. Yeah. They they murdered her, which is you know one of what we're hearing over and over again, and we think about you know where where society is going in terms of women in film, well, or Latinas in film or Latinx in film or anybody in film is like, let's take care of us. Let's take care of our own. Let's stop blaming victims. When she, if she was taken care of by NBC, would she be alive today? You know, would this situation Mm -hmm. have been different, you know, and did they look at her as a, an insignificant latina and 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 that's what and that's what i i would say that for my experience here on this planet has been that i've had to combat that experience i've had to combat that feeling that you're being dismissed because you're latina because of the way you look because you are uh hot sexy spicy yeah that you're, you're, whatever's coming out of your brain or your mouth is is not as important as the way that you can bring joy to uh, the room in your appearance. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of the future of a film, I think that what needs to be done is people need to continuously look at the numbers and we can be logical about it and bring Spock into the picture. Be logical, people. <laughs> Start <laughs> the numbers don't add up. The numbers don't <laughs> add up. Like, excuse me. I just want to raise my hand. I just want to, excuse me, I want to speak to the president of your of your production house here. Um, <laughs> right. I could do math. <laughs> I don't do math well, but six and 100 in tow. If we did 10 and 90, wouldn't that still be more and you would make so much more money? The numbers don't add up. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, really, it's not like we're on the edge of getting it right. There's a vast chasm there.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think the last thing comes down to the writing. Um, Right now, currently, what they had in those numbers is that there are zero Latino writers from 2018. Latinx writers, actually. And in uh, 2000 and yes, both 2018 and 2019 from that report, there were none. And the like water for chocolate actress, the like writer for that one. Uh, she was fantastic. I don't think that we're not writing. I think we're not being accepted as writers. And it, it, the numbers is 89.6% in 2018 and 86.1% in 2019. Of the writers for screenplays for movies is white men.
0: You know, hearing these numbers, it's it just It feels like we're nauseating. going the wrong way. It you does think? feel like we're. It <laughs> does feel like we're going the wrong way, and Hollywood is always patting itself on, on the back for being so so progressive. Um, you know, Oscars so white, notwithstanding. But it's uh, it's nauseating.
1: Yeah. So if if, if there are, if if I am not if I'm a Hispanic writer and I'm my writing is not being sent to production houses and the production houses are are whitewashing everything and they are allowing only white writers and the white writers are in there and they're writing their movies and everything else. What do you how do you think we're gonna look? We're gonna look like hot, mm-hmm. sexy, which you just said. You know, the, the hottest, especially in my favorite genre of of uh, science fiction and we're just going to look hot. Our boobs are going to push out, you know, we're going to have little accents mm-hmm. and sound like we're going to sound very, very sexy. You know, that's the way we sound, you know, Rosie Perez, <laughs> amazing. Love her, you know?
0: Yep. Well, we have taken up the time that I, I promised you. Uh, I wouldn't keep you longer than, although, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to go on forever, but I just um, want to throw out that if there's anything else you want to, Toss out there that you have. I do,
1: I do. There is just one. There's one really important thing I want to mention is that Sarah Ramirez. She was uh, Kelly Torres in Grey's Anatomy. She was also Kat Sandoval in Madam Secretary. Um, she has changed. She's non-binary now. Pronouns are they and she. And I say she, and I mess up because I know my brain doesn't work that way. So they, (laughs) they. Uh, is a is a an Mexican Mexican American actor, and they, fantastic, super sexualized on Grey's, Anat- Grey's Anatomy. Who Shonda Rhimes is an amazing uh, writer, director, producer. She has done great things for women of color and uh, empowered women in film and television. I think she's doing a, a fantastic job. I love what she's done with her new show on uh, Netflix. The period piece you know the name of that one i forgot uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyway you know which one i'm talking about it's a, it's Cle- a new pe- clearly i'm
0: not watching enough tv oh my here.
1: god you definitely aren't especially <laughs> yeah, cool. if you haven't seen this one it is so good let's see mm-hmm. uh anyway sarah ramirez is just it's is fantastic and when when you go when you look you look up you know latinx Actors, And you pull up and you see all these different articles that came up. I had one article that had 50 actresses, 50 of them. Sarah wasn't one of them. Wow. They were not one of the many, many important actors of the times. And that, and that was super uh, disappointing to me because for the LGBTQ plus community as a Latina being in on TV playing a lesbian and coming out as non-binary being married and then you know having to break that and also whatever other issues she's had culturally because that's a big thing in our culture uh we're not very open about that it's it's been a road for her or they sorry it's been a mm-hmm. road for they mm-hmm. it's it's a hard thing I, I I applaud that and I think that the work that that person has done in in on screen on on stage continues to help that community expand people's ideas about what we are she mm-hmm. was super sexy and now they has shaved head on the sides and dresses mostly like a man like in and madam secretary was not you know female suited it was it was male suited which was wonderful i i i love her i think she's i think they are fantastic i think she is fantastic i think i can say she like that she's fantastic yeah so uh an icon so wanted to bring her up I wanted to bring them up <laughs>